Hello, my friends. Timothy Muse here, Grace Life Coaching. How are you doing today? It's welcome to the podcast. This is our fourth session uh, that we're bringing forward today. So I hope that this is an offering, an opportunity for you to gain something and to experience a little bit of, of wisdom and guidance and joy and maybe some contemplation and some direction. That's what this is all about. This is all about being able to offer some kernels of wisdom, some things that we can ponder and ruminate on, maybe questions we can ask ourselves that we wouldn't necessarily want asked directly, but this gives us an indirect opportunity to really get a little self-evaluation and self-examination and just dwell with who we are and where we are in this moment. And you know, and I, I really do hope that you're having a a good moment. You know, I think that having the opportunity to listen to this will probably mean that you're in a moment where you're in safety and relative peace and calm, where you're not worried about being eaten by saber-toothed tigers or uh, run over by great woolly mammoths or something of that nature, uh, which is where our reptilian, our responsive brain comes from. But that you're in a place of calm and peace, that you're able to, at least for this moment, acknowledge and realize and celebrate the moment that you're in. You know, I, I think all too often we spend our lives either dwelling on the energy of the past, thinking about and dwelling on the experiences that we've had before and the work that we've had before and the, and the things that have been done before, that, that lingering residual energy. Part of the model is releasing the energy of the past. You know, once we get real with where we are and get into the moment, then we have this lingering energy of the past that that wants to draw us back into those moments. Those moments aren't real. They're not existing anymore. They're a memory for us. And and for, for some, those memories are very, very difficult. I don't want to sound like I'm in any way, shape, or form, you know, belittling or trivializing anyone's memory. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. But the energy that can draw us back to the past, it draws us away from the moment that we're in right now, as well as the energy that draws us into the future. You know, the anxiety, the worry of what's coming next, of what we have to face. It can take us away from where we are right now, this breath right now, this moment right now, the smell, the feel, the taste of the right now. And one of the works, one of the goals, one of the, one of the, the, the movements of life is to be able to be in the right now, to be able in the moment, the right now. So with the opportunity to listen to this, then I hope that right now is a moment of peace for you. I hope that right now is a moment of calm and a moment of balance that you're able to take this in. And I'm pleased and honored that you would choose to spend this moment with me. Of all of the options, of all of the things out there that you would choose to spend this moment with me is truly, it's, it's truly heartfelt. And I'm, and I'm very pleased and I'm very excited to be part of this moment with you. And I do hope that what happens after this moment is just as joyous. You know, when we look at our day as strings of moments, then we can see that some moments are tough and some moments are great and some moments are just there and... Some moments are a little blah, and some moments are a little, hey, you know. But, but when we can see life as a string of moments and not clump all of those moments into one predefined time period, like an hour or a day, then we can start to see life differently. You know, when someone asks you, how was your day? You know, have you ever really truly had a bad day? I mean, we've had days, all of us have had days where really bad things have happened. Yes. Maybe we've lost a loved one, or maybe we lost our job, or maybe we found out some really, really bad news. 
and that has tainted our day. But has that really created a bad day or bad moments in the midst of a day, a bad string of moments? Maybe that string is long. Maybe it it does permeate through the entire day. I'm not saying that that's not possible, but it's about how we look at it and how we think about things. So today, I want to talk to you about uh, I want to talk to you about a concept, an idea, and it's and it's really kind of foundational if we're going to think about being better. I mean, that's what we're all about here at Grace Life Coaching, and that's what we should be all about in life is to be better and not better than each other. This isn't a competition. Life isn't a competition, but better than than our former selves, better than who we are. You know, when we think when we focus on our thoughts and how we're thinking, and we want better thoughts, and we want better thoughts than the thoughts we had yesterday. When we're thinking about our health, we want our health to be better than it was yesterday. So, so it's not about being in competition with each other. It's not, life isn't about competition. And life is about looking at ourselves and then asking, are we in ourselves doing the best we can with ourselves for ourselves? And we want to be better. We want to be better than we were yesterday. That is the goal. That is the work. That is the vision. And so if we're going to be better then we need to be willing to change. Now, change is a really hard idea. I know that. Change is a really hard idea. We don't like change. We don't like change because we like to be comfortable. We like to be sedentary. Change creates conflict. So I want to present this idea to you. Now, this is a very old idea. This is one of one of the three uh, basis of, of Buddhism. And I'm not going to go down that road because I'm not versed in Buddhism. I'm not going to walk down a road that would be inauthentic for me to talk about. So uh, I would certainly encourage you, if you want to go deeper into this concept, then that's that's one of the directions you can go. Uh, so, but, but I'm not going to go down that deep. But I will present this concept for, as I see it or the importance as I see it. So this is coming from me. This is coming from my understanding of it, uh, from, from what I've seen, what I've experienced. And that is the, the impermanent self or the impermanent life or the impermanent reality. So nothing's permanent. We know that. We know that. Uh, we know that things are always changing, shifting, moving, flux, fluctuating. It's fluid. But when we link, when we think about ourselves, when we think about ourselves, and I'm, I'm going to look at two two different things here, two different ways. So when we think about ourselves, uh, we think about ourselves in a sense of permanency. We will pick, you know, kind of the best portion of our life, and we will look at that portion of our life, and we will judge everything against that portion of our lives. We will look at one portion. Say, say our twenties. Our twenties was was the best. I, I could say, you know, my twenties were the best portion of my life. I had energy and I had vision and I had excitement and I could stay up all night or I could run on a few hours of sleep. I could do a cheeseburger and a six pack of beers at 11 o'clock at night and never have to worry about gaining weight. You know, all, all these things. And so I look at my 20s and I think to myself, that was the pinnacle of my life. And so I'm judging every portion of my life against how I was in my 20s. So I want to make my 20s the permanent, the solid, the carved in stone. And then every aspect of my life outside of that is a disappointment, is a less than. I'm not measuring up to who I was in my 20s. Well, of course not, because I'm not in my 20s. I'm not even in my 30s. I'm in my 50s. 
early 50s, mind you, but still in my 50s. But what we want to do in life is we want to take a, a point, a spot, a, a time frame, and we want to say that that point or spot or time frame is the best us, the best us. That is the permanent us. When we think about us, when we talk about us, when we dream and remember and nostalgia us, well, it's that moment, that place, that time that we want to hold on to, that we want to say that was the best me. Well, of course it was the best you at the time because it was the you at the time. But when we place a permanency on ourselves, When we say that me in my 50s isn't as good as me in my 20s, now I am putting myself at this point in a less important state. I have made myself permanent, and my permanent self is in my 20s, and so everything else in my life is trying to live into a shadow of my permanent self. Well, I don't know know about you, But if I'm trying to live into the shadow of my 20s, that's a 30-year memory. And that's just not, that's not where I want to be. That's not living life. Am I different than when I was in, in my 20s? Absolutely. Absolutely I'm different because I'm not 20 anymore. But to think that life needs to be identified in a permanent moment to think that, to look at the, the, the span of my life and say that there was any better place or to say that that, that is the permanent, that is the permanent scale that I'm going to judge the rest of myself against is a fool's errand because we are constantly changing. There is nothing permanent about this life. There is nothing permanent about this identity, this experience that we call life. It ebbs and flows and it changes as we change. Now, you know, the way I think about it, again, I'm talking 20s and 50s. So so I I tend to think kind of decade in it. It's like that each decade in our life is is different. We we flow differently. We we change to meet our own physical needs, our own intellectual needs. We, we change to meet our spiritual presence, our mental presence. Uh, we change to meet our family. There's other things going on. There's things going on in my life now that weren't going on in my 20s and vice versa. So I can't think like I did in my 20s in order to respond to where I'm at today. And I can't, I can't beat myself in my 20s for not thinking like a 50-year-old. There needs to be a realization that life will change. We will change. We will change. And that is okay. As a matter of fact, once we embrace the impermanence of our lives, then we can look back. I can look back on my 20s and I can say, you know, that was a really fun time in my life. That was a really energetic time in my life. But so is right now. So is right now. It is a different time than it was in my 20s, but so is right now. Right now is a fun time in my life too. I see things differently. I taste things differently. I experience things differently. Right now is a fun time in my life too. And I don't have to judge or compare this point in my life to my 20s because my 20s isn't my permanent identity. 
My 20s is part of my identity, but it's not permanent. My life is impermanent. It changes, it ebbs, and it flows compared to what it needs to be and compared to what I draw in. So really looking at life in this idea that we're not set in stone, that we're not, um, that we're, we don't have to always be who we were. There is an impermanence. There is a change. Now, this does not mean that we're changing every day. This, well, we are changing every day. And, and, and I mean, we don't, we don't ever stand still, but a lot of time the changes are so minute. I'm thinking more blocks of time. I'm thinking more identities of time. Again, you know, in our 20s, in our 30s, in our 40s, in our 50s, in our 60s, I'm talking relative ideas of time. Not necessarily the the general fluctuation uh, in and out every day, but I'm, I'm talking a little bit more overarching, overscoping, because we do gradually grow into or grow out of things that that are important or that we feel moved by in the midst of our lives. So, so our, our, the the span of our life. There's a permanency to it, of course. There's a beginning and an end. But in the middle, we are not defined by any one singular place. There is no one singular place that is more better. Sorry, there's my Pennsylvania Dutch coming out. There is no one singular place that is better in our lives than any other. We make it better. And we want to pin our reality on that one permanent moment and then crash our present moment against that, that permanency and beat ourselves up or judge ourselves or weigh ourselves, that is really, really exhausting, actually. To be perfectly honest with you, that is really, really exhausting. We can't be comfortable in our own skin now. We can't get real with where we are now if now is a disappointment or a less than who we were. That's not fair because that's not how life works. Life is not a circular revolving around who we were at one point in time. Life is a progression and a journey. And if we are not happy with, if we are not content with where we are now, if we are disappointed now that we are not where we were, well, then we will find ourselves continually living in this motion of disappointment, this portion of disappointment, this place of disappointment. And that's not fair. That's not fair to us. And that's not fair to life. That's not fair to life. So, I, I hope you can see this again. Now, now, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to introduce a concept, an idea that sparks the ability to grasp that it's okay that I'm different than who I was 10 years ago. It's okay that my life isn't permanently in my 20s, that it ebbs, that it flows, that it changes, that it advances, that change is okay. That who I am in my 50s is okay to be different than who I am in my 20s. There's no rule that says I have to stop growing or stop changing my mind when I reach a certain age or a certain point in my advancement. The only time that I have to stop changing my mind is when I stop breathing. Up till that point, I have every right and capability of changing my mind if I get new information or new experiences that alters the way I'm thinking. I don't have to be permanently thinking one way. I can change my mind. There's another aspect of the impermanency of the self that I that I want to that I want to make sure I touch on here. And that is that that so so I talk about time blocks and how 
how our identity, how our life changes over time and that it is impermanent from decade to decade. Life, um, there's a word I'm looking for and it's just not popping into my head right now, but life sections or life uh, blocks, if you will, that one life block is going to be different. If you want to use decades, if you want to five years, seven years, however you want to, however you want to look at your life, however you look at your journey, that, that these different life blocks have different life, uh, different identities. Okay. So there's that. But the other thing I want to talk about when, when I talk about the, 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 um, the impermanent self is this idea that you know, we face different circumstances and we face different situations in our lives. And sometimes we have to be a different person in different circumstances. Sometimes we have to respond differently than either we want to or is accustomed for us to because we're in a different circumstance. Sometimes we have to be more assertive than we usually are. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to always be assertive. It just means that that needs to be part of our toolkit when we face what we face. Sometimes maybe we have to be quieter than we are. Sometimes we have to, to, to not go to our permanent de facto response structure. But look at the moments and say, you know what, I usually have something to say about this, but right now I'm not going to say anything about it. Or usually I'm kind of calm in these circumstances, but right now I'm agitated or vice versa. There is no expectation. There should be no expectation of a permanency or a singularity of how we respond to everything. Now, and, and it happens because people will pigeonhole other people into, into a certain emotional response structure or a certain mental response structure. There will be those who will pigeonhole others. I know I have been pigeonholed. Uh, and, and so if I'm responding outside of that pigeonhole, then there must be something wrong with me. No, there isn't. I'm just different in this circumstance right now. So, and that is part of this impermanence. We are allowed as sovereign beings, as our own beings, we are allowed to alter how we feel or alter how we respond based on circumstances. That is well within our rights as humans, as people who self-evaluate and who grow. We do not have to be permanently a certain way. Even if it makes those around us uncomfortable, and, 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 that is, and, and that is the key as to why we usually respond the same way, because people become comfortable with how we respond to things. And so they expect us to respond a certain way because they're comfortable. When we respond outside of a certain way, when we enter into that impermanency, when we swim in different waters, people become uncomfortable with that. And they don't want to be uncomfortable. So what they want to do is they want to push us back into that small realm of how we respond to things. But we're not required to do that. There isn't a point in our existence where someone solidifies or concretizes how we respond so that we're only allowed to respond a certain sort of way. We are allowed to learn and grow and advance. We have the permission as, as individuals, as humans, to look at how we respond to things and change how we respond to things. We're allowed to change and respond differently. Now understand this to be true. I mean, there are those around us who expect us to respond a certain way. And if we respond differently, they may not want to be around us anymore. 
And we have to choose whether we're okay with that or not. That's all part of this whole life journey. It's all part of this identity. You know, and really, quite frankly, as we look at changing our lives for the better, usually there are very few things that keep us from changing. And one of those things that keeps us from changing is that we don't want those around us to look at us differently. But they're going to look at us differently. They have to look at us differently because if they, if we want them to look at us the same, then we do the same thing. Einstein's theory of insanity, keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We can't, we can't expect people to look at us the same and act differently, nor can we pe expect people to look at us differently and act the same. So if we are going to respond differently, think differently, act differently, be differently. We have to anticipate that those around us are going to respond to that in a way that we may not like, that we may not feel good about. And that's just, that's on them, not us. That's on the other person, not you. If you're responding differently because that is how you feel that a response needs to be given and someone else doesn't like it, that's on them. And they need to come to their own place with that. Authenticity is about responding the way you feel is accurate. So, so we're not permanent, my friends. We are not set in stone. We are not required to be a certain way. There's an impermanence to us. There's a, a fluidity to us, a fluctuation. And once we begin to really embrace that fluctuation, once we begin to hold on to that fluctuation, really kind of take it in and make it a part of ourselves, then we can see the wisdom and the joy in the journey. We can see that, that we don't have to fight and expend energy trying to move against the tide of impermanence. We can spend our energy making sure that that impermanence is working for us. We can spend our energy and our, our, our mental gymnastics not in trying to figure out why is it that I'm responding differently, but saying, okay, I'm allowed to respond differently. Am I responding well differently? Because usually when you spend your energy trying to do the mental gymnastics of why you're responding differently, you don't pay attention to the response and you respond poorly. But once, once, my friends, you are able to see the impermanence, that life does have this fluidity, this fluctuation, that you're not going to be the same forever, then you get that permission to stop expending so much energy asking the question, why am I changing? And spend the energy asking the question, what am I changing into? Who am I becoming? for the world, for myself, for my family. All right. That's what I got for you today. That's my, uh, that's my offering for you for today. Uh, I hope that it's something that will, uh, that will uplift you. And if it has uplifted you, if it's something that, that, uh, that is uplifting to you, I, I invite you to share it, share it on your, um, you know, share it on your, on your Facebook page, share it on your Instagram account, get it out there. I, I really want this to be an offering for people that will help people. I want it to be organic. I want it to be, um, a place of, of love and grace. So if it's helpful for you and you think there's someone else out there that might take advantage of it or might feel good about it, then, then send it on to them, share it out there because I want you to be the best you. I want you to be the best you every day in all things and in all ways. Be well in whatever it is that you have. Be well in your day and, and 
If I can do anything, reach out to me, contact me, uh, website, uh, gracelifecoaching.com. Happy to hear from you. Send me a comment, send me a thought, send me an idea for a show, and we'll see where we can work it out. Be well today, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again.